Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, welcome back. It is 11.30. Let's get right to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Arkansas Athletic Director Hunter Juracek standing by. Hunter, welcome back. How are you? Uh, good morning, guys. How are you? We are great. Wes, check the big board behind you. How many days to football? The big board says we are 12 days away. And that's probably true. Uh, Hunter, 12 days away. What's uh, top priorities this week for you as we get closer to the start of the season? Well, I mean, top priorities right now have been uh, bouncing around from uh, team meeting to team meeting as we welcome our student-athletes back on campus. Obviously, our football, women's soccer, volleyball, and cross-country teams have been here, but all of our other student-athletes really reported um, over the weekend. We have kickoff team meetings. And then, of course, my staff is uh, working with the, the folks over in Little Rock to get ready for the uh, season opener over at War Memorial Stadium against Western Carolina. And then we're putting some final, final touches on some major innovations we did in and around the stadium, installing a new south end zone media board here at Razorback Stadium, brand-new LED boards that really almost do a 360-degree wrap of the stadium. We built out two new founder suites, and, of course, uh, right outside my office here in the Burrell Center is the new uh, Big Reds rooftop bar that will open up officially with the BYU game. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. Ironic twist that we're going to open up the bar for the Mormons, BYU. but that's cool. Um, so are you guys further along in your project than Vanderbilt is? Because it looked like they were a little behind schedule. Yeah, I can't comment on Vanderbilt's schedule, but, yes, uh, we will have <laughs> all of our projects uh, done by our season opener, our season opener here in Fayetteville on September the 9th. Okay. I don't know what kind of crowd Hawaii is bringing. They've obviously got more important things to deal with right now, but uh, that'll be an interesting opener for them. And, of course, they open this week, and we're ready for college football, uh, but some people obviously have to put the finishing touches on the uh, the field or stadiums before we get there. So there are some other activities planned, I understand, around the game in Little Rock. Can you tell us what you guys have lined up this coming week? Well, I know that uh, there'll be some things Friday night uh, for, for fans to be on the lookout. Our band and cheerleaders uh, will be around. I think there's uh, something on the riverfront there. Um, obviously, there'll be some tailgating activities outside of the stadium. And, of course, the, the Razorbacks will be coming to open up the 2023 uh, season there against Western Carolina. So um, should be an exciting day in Little Rock. And, as always, we look forward to, to coming there to War Memorial Stadium um, and embracing our fans uh, in central Arkansas and across the state. We just heard from Coach Pittman, and he said he thought the AC would be working inside the indoor facility on Monday. Is it going to be working for him? Uh, guys, we're close. I can't confirm that it'll be working today or not, but uh, we're, we're really close uh, to getting that unit fired up. And boy, I'm sure it's hot there in Little Rock, but I mean, we're expecting it to be 100 to 203 degrees here for the next several days here. Our team now is forced with classes starting to practice in the afternoon so the ac will definitively come in handy and help us get a quality practice in for sure in this heat yeah i haven't looked at the future cast but hopefully we get a little better weather next week as we get ready for game week here in central arkansas hunter you're joining us on the brand of moving and storage hotline uh talking about the upcoming season okay so let me give just kind of an overview from an ad standpoint uh, you know, I think the anticipation for this team is extremely high. Everybody's excited. You got a couple of guys who are legitimate Heisman Trophy candidates, or could get into the conversation with yeah. some 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 good play. Um, as we enter the year, it's always exciting times. But I mean, this this season seems to have a little extra juice to it. Yeah, I've gone into the last few seasons uh, using the words cautiously optimistic. This year, I'm just optimistic. <laughs> I think we have a chance to have a really good season. 
We've got some senior leadership that starts with K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. Um, we've, I think by watching practice, we've done a really good job filling the hole we had at wide receiver. Uh, the defensive line uh, looks really, really good. Our secondary has improved. Um, I think if we can stay healthy, and that's the key, especially um, there at quarterback, and um, we've got great depth at running back, that we have a chance now. You know, we, we have, um, in all respect to our first three games as well, Western Carolina, Kent State, and BYU, we've got a really tough stretch going to LSU, Texas A&M, and Dallas, at Old Miss, and at Alabama. Uh, those, those are four really key weeks uh, that will define, I think, uh, what our season could or could not be. So let's – I like to talk about competition, but I need to talk about the business of, of sports too. And, and recently uh, you caught some attention – by writing an op-ed, and then Jay Billis picked it up and kind of came at you, and you went back at him and offered him an all-expenses-paid trip to Fayetteville to help explain to him how the business of college athletics works. A, has he taken you up on it? Let's start there. Uh, he has not. Okay. Mm. So for those who missed the story or, or don't like to read things, could you give us the gist of uh, what your point was? I mean, it, I, from my, my, my recollection, I mean, we're talking about potential – revenue sharing with student athletes this is separate from nil and obviously that's raising some concerns from somebody in a position like yours not that you don't want to help the athletes but it, the business model just doesn't work it it, it doesn't i mean we, we have a budget that uh, this year is roughly 150 million dollars and i will tell you that we will reinvest just about 150 million dollars into the 19 sports programs uh, that we field here at the university of arkansas and so if you talk about the potential of having to share revenue, um, whether that's 10% of that revenue, which would be $15 million, or 20%, which would be $30 million, I don't have enough places that I could cut without cutting sports to make that work. So as we look down the barrel of potentially having to share revenue with legislation that's been presented out in the, the, the state of California, which really got this NIL ball started rolling four or five years ago, um, we have some significant challenges we're facing in college athletics, whether those on the outside believe it or not. And so that's why I'd ask Jay just to come sit down with me. I'll be very transparent about our finances, uh, where our revenue comes from, where our expenses are, uh, just so as a member of the media that's got a prominent following and a voice that he's well-informed about where we are in college athletics. And we're talking about schools in the SEC uh, that is at the top of college athletics that are facing some significant financial challenges in the future. So imagine what those that are not in the SEC, mm -hmm. um, but other Power Five institutions, Group of Five institutions are facing. There's no doubt about that. We had Terry Prentice on on Friday, Hunter. It was really, I thought, eye-opening conversation. Nothing shocking, but it was good to get some insight into how this is all working. You guys have certainly been uh, on the forefront of, of handling the NIL, setting up a system to make sure your athletes are taken care of. I think you've done a great job. We started talking a little bit about collective versus NIL and then also the funding of the athletic department. It sounds like you guys, because you've got passionate fans who are willing to, to give a little extra that – there aren't people choosing between maybe supporting the NIL side of things and the traditional fundraising portion of what you guys need from an athletic department standpoint. Sounds like people are maybe kind of helping to support both. Sure. And, uh, you know, we, we've asked Razorback fans in, fans in the past to uh, be members of the Razorback Foundation that helps provide scholarships to student-athletes and then to purchase season single-game tickets that go to help our bottom line um, kind of operating budget for our department 
Um, and then we ask them to give to capital projects, you know, like the Jones Center, the Broyles Center, the JBN Hunt, uh, JBN Donnell Hunt Baseball Development Facility, the Amer Track and Field Facility. And now there's this other component that has come into the mix here in the last 12 to 18 months, which are collectives. And so your donors are going to have to make a choice of where uh, they want to invest their discretionary um, income um, with the Razorback Athletic Program. And um, there's only uh, there's a finite number of those resources to go around. And so that there are some very challenging decisions. Now, NIL, the way it was intended, is really, really positive for student-athletes. If you have built your brand um, and you have – some recognition and a business, a product or service wants to use you as an endorsee uh, for that. That is really positive. That's above board NIL. And that's what student athletes should have the opportunity to take advantage of. This collective piece is really what's gotten into the recruiting and inducement. Um, It's um, making coaches, I think, make some decisions about their livelihood, um, integrity, lack of integrity, things of that nature. And that's the bad part of NIL that we need to really get some guardrails and a handle on it, get that out. Student athletes should have an opportunity to make legitimate money, legitimate NIL endorsement agreements. The collective stuff, that's, that is a total farce around this country. What is your suggestion to fix it? <laughs> my, my suggestion to fix it um, is simple, that 125 athletic directors around the country have the courage to stand on the island together and say we're going to do away with collectives. Um, But because we are so competitive uh, that no one wants to be the first one to take that step, including myself. Uh, But, you know, we can we don't need to go to Congress to fix this. We just have to have the courage within college athletics to fix our own model. I know you're very proud of the one Razorback fund. How is it doing? We, We have incredible, incredible fans that are incredibly passionate about Razorback athletics. When you talk about the fact that we're close to selling 50,000 season tickets here in Razorback Stadium this year, and we're sold out of 173 suites here at the football stadium. We're sold out for men's basketball already for for next season. That includes 44 suites. We're sold out in Palm Walker Stadium. That includes 32 suites. Razorback fans have been incredible in supporting every initiative that we put in front of them. But again, there's a finite amount of money to go around, and um, we and our donors are having to make some really challenging decisions on what direction to place those resources moving forward. What is your biggest worry as an AD? What keeps you up at night? Well, I'm exhausted at the, at the end of most days, so I usually sleep pretty well. But <laughs> obviously the model that we have right now um, is not a great model um, Yes. Again, let me go back. The, the, the pure NIL model that the 2 to 3% of student-athletes that have a legitimate value to the name, image, likeness, that is a positive, and that should remain in place. But the collective piece and even the transfer piece um, is becoming a challenge. And do I think student-athletes should have the opportunity to move to – if they've made a poor decision or not going to get playing time, they put so much time and effort into their craft not to get to that reward of being on the field or in the court or on the track, that they should have an opportunity to do that. But we've got we've got to find a way to legitimize the transfer portal as well as name, image, and likeness. And so that, that's what bothers me. 
um, the most. I mean, I've got a son that's just started his career as a football coach at South Carolina, one that's in this industry fundraising at SMU, and another that thinks he wants to be a coach. Um, and, and selfishly, I want to make sure that 20 and 30 years from now that this industry um, is really looks good for them and for the future of, of college athletics in general and student-athletes. How are ticket sales going for next week at War Memorial Stadium? Have you heard anything? Uh, I don't have an update that I can offer you guys, and I apologize. I should have gotten that before I got on the line with you. So I don't want to say what they are because I, I really do, do not have any idea. Uh, tickets are available. I'll say that. How about that? We're going to give some away yeah, to this next week. Fair statement. Okay. Hunter, thank you so much for the time. I know it's a busy time for you. We'll see you down here next week. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. All right. Very good. Hunter, your check.